What is up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods here, and we are joined by one of the best defensive backs in the FCS, my guy Benny Sapp, Northern Iowa defensive back, former Minnesota Golden Gophers defensive back, first team, first team all in VFC, MVFC newcomer of the year this spring, was top three in the conference in interceptions, and is primed to be one of the favorites to be a Buck Buchanan Award finalist going into the 2022 season, man. So, Benny, appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, no problem, man. Appreciate you for having me. Hey, man, for sure. And let's go back to your recruiting process. I don't know if a lot of people who don't know your full story understand yeah. how highly recruited you were. I mean, you were the number two player in the state of Minnesota, held offers from just about every Power 5 school in the country, including Clemson, Alabama. The list goes on and on. Mm -hmm. Speak about your recruiting process, what it was like coming out of high school, and who was recruiting you the hardest? All right, um, my freshman year, because um, I'm, I'm originally uh, from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, my freshman year, I was at a school called St. Thomas Aquinas um, down there, Fort Lauderdale. And uh, basically, my freshman year, after the JV season, you know, they mm -hmm. moved the, you know, freshmen, the young guys up into varsity for the spring. And in the South, we got, you know, a lot of, you know, spring. We got a lot of football because of, you know, like the weather, climate issues and stuff that the Midwest people have to go through with the snow and everything. So we don't got to really worry about that. So we get to play like a spring season. And so um, basically while, you know, the coaches were coming down after, you know, after their spring was over or like during their spring, but I'm pretty sure after the spring, um, they will all come down and, you know, watch like the five-star guys like Trayvon Grimes, uh, Mike Harley, uh, my cousin Asante Samuel. Um, the list can go on, Nick Benito. Um, it was like a lot of guys who they was really looking at. And um, I just had the opportunity, you know, to show my talent against those guys. And while the coaches and college coaches was, were there at the time, and um, my freshman year, my first offer I, I had got was South Carolina. And then I ended up getting uh, Bama uh, throughout the way, uh, Clemson. Uh, it was it was really a, it was really a lot. And then um, I actually moved to Eden Prairie, Minnesota, my junior year of high school because um, I had torn my knee up a couple times. And then um, you know all the schools really like shadowed away because of my injury and plus me moving and stuff. And so um, Minnesota had you know gave me an offer and told me that they believe in me and stuff like that. So. Uh, that was stuck really what stuck with me and I chose them and uh I probably say towards the end, Nebraska, Minnesota, and Michigan State was the only like three schools that was really like pushing for me to come. Man, you know, it's a long, strenuous process. And, you know, I mm -hmm. like that you even spoke about how a lot of the colleges, once a mm -hmm. player has an injury history or they even just something simple as moving can affect how schools are looking at you or talking to you, man. So yeah, it's a real it, it's a real interesting process. But you decide mm -hmm. to go to Minnesota, man. What yeah. drew you there? What factors led you to initially commit to the Golden Gophers? Uh, What? Main factor was that uh, at, at the time, my parents was in Minnesota. Uh, my family, my, my siblings and stuff, they're back in Florida now. But at the time, they was there in Minnesota, so that led a, a huge factor. Um, just the coaches actually, like, caring about me as a person and, and, like, really talking to me and not talking about, like, my film work, just me as a, you know, as a person. Uh, that really was stuck with me. And um, just, like, the opportunity, because uh, I knew that uh, Coach Fleck was really, you know, like coaches, you know, they bringing their guys you know, because he just came in. So I just felt like I had a, a clean slate, like, a you know, a good a good shot to play. 
And you mentioned Coach Fleckman. I mean, one of the top coaches at the FBS level right now. And we saw what you guys did, man. One of the last teams you were on was that 2019 Minnesota team that's going to go down as one of the best in Minnesota history, man. You guys made absolute waves. I'm an Auburn alum. I remember what you guys did to my mm-hmm. my school, embarrassing them on national TV like that, man. <laughs> yeah. behind, behind the scenes, what made that team so special and ultimately as successful as you guys were? Um, honestly, feel like um, when I was there at the time in 2019, uh, what made it so special is that uh, I feel like the younger guys, including myself, was learning from the older guys and just seeing how the older guys bonded with each other. Um, everybody's really mature. Um, we, 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 you know, saying at the time, we meant by business, you know, and um, everything, just listening to what the coaches were saying, uh, trusting, trusting their game plan for their opponent. And uh, just taking it as as one game seasons, you know, and uh, we kept doing that, and uh, just keep pushing, you know, learning from the other guys, and then we all eventually just caught up, because that was the second year, I believe, my second year uh, at Minnesota. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, like the younger guys that Fleck had brought in in 2018, you know, everybody got older, everybody got mature, so that that gap in 2019 closed, you know, with the guys being more mature more, you know, physically able to play, uh, mentally able to play, um, and just more mature all around. So that really made that squad really special. Yeah, and I mean, you guys had so much talent, you know, just NFL talent on that team as well. I mean, the safety room with yourself, Anton Winfield, and the list goes on and on. And Mm -hmm. then on the offensive side with Tanner Morgan and the wide receiving core you guys had was just insane. But you ultimately – you ultimately decided to decided to transfer from Minnesota, man. What played into your decision that you were that you wanted a fresh start and you you started looking elsewhere? Uh, I'd probably say uh, what really made me decide to you know leave the University of Minnesota was just um it really came down to a business decision. Uh, it wasn't anything uh, personal. Uh, the coaches they treated me you know with well respect. Uh, the players, everybody, the staff, the video directors, everybody you know trainers, weight room coaches. They all, you know, gave me the utmost respect. Um, I just really had to do a business decision for myself and just, you know, be selfish a little bit right there and just understand that if I stay here, probably won't get a chance to play, you know. So uh, I had to, you know, better myself and look elsewhere. Thank God I came here because I got to show, you know, what I know I can do. I just needed opportunities. Man, for sure. And I know there was probably a lot of schools that contacted you in the transfer portal. Everybody yeah. I had that has been in the transfer portal on the show has said, man, every, they reach out the second your name hits the portal. What made Northern Iowa the place for you to finish your college career? Um, first, uh, what made it uh, such so easy for me to make that decision was uh, my dad went here because uh, he had transferred from Iowa to come there. And it was still the same head coach you know, that when my dad was there. So I knew, you know, there was a lot of, you know, it was just trust off at that point. And then um, Northern Iowa, I mean, they, the past couple of years, they've been bringing in so many, you know, guys as far as like their high school recruits and like training them, developing them all the way up to the point to their NFBS Power 5 talent guys. And they understand who they have and how to put their players in the best position to make the play versus anybody. Um, that really what made me, uh, you know, lead to go to, you know, Northern Iowa. It was, you know, it was just an easy landslide. I knew I'd get my opportunity, and um, I just had to play ball, put my faith in God, and, and let everything take, take, you know, take the route. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think you guys get enough credit in terms of the program for the talent you guys developed with Spencer last year going to the Browns and, I mean, the Bills and arguably being their best O-lineman. Trevor Penning, most likely a top 20 pick this year. You're coming up. And Ellison Smith, who went fourth fourth round last year with Spencer. A lot of people don't really talk about that. And, and, you know, that's fine, you know, because it's it's SCS level, so you already got the disadvantage. And I feel like here we don't see that as a disadvantage. You know, we use it as leverage, you know, as fuel to the fire. Um, Don't worry about what anybody else says. Just get better within yourself and compete within yourself every day. And when we do play those power five teams, then you get to show the world that, you know, just because of FCS, it doesn't mean anything. And I'm glad that Spencer Brown, who went third round to the Brown, the Buffalo Bills and mm-hmm. Ellison Smith, who went fourth round to the Giants. Uh, I really appreciate those guys, including Trevor, specifically too um you know just having that mindset and not caring about you know that they're at a you know lower level division division one school and just just going full head of steam and now they're shining and that they really are man and i got to watch trevor up close at the senior bowl man a, yeah. an absolute monster me me being a former O-lineman, man I, i've been telling people He's extremely overlooked, but for you, man, you got yeah. you got to you got to selected as a first team All MVFC All American, the best conference at the FCS level. Mm-hmm. That's an honor that not a lot of people get to say they have. How much did it mean to you to be named to that first team All American list? Um, it mean it mean a lot. Um, I honestly just was really throughout that season. Uh, my mindset really was just you know to worry about who I was playing that week for real, and I just. You know, focus on that team that I was playing that week. And then by the time I look up when in the season, you know, then everything just hit me, you know, because I, I really I'm just that type of person that really don't like to look ahead as far as like football wise. You know, um, I just like to, you know, let everything be what it is. Don't don't get too down on yourself. Don't get too hard on yourself. And if I didn't make it, you know, what I'm saying I wouldn't have been upset or anything. But. Obviously, that's the goal, and that's what, you know, I was very happy that I got that because, like you said, a lot of people don't get a chance to, you know, to be named the first team, all you know, All-American on the Missouri Valley. So it was real. I was real blessed and, you know, humble to receive that. And um, I really just credit to my friends, uh, my coaches really helping me, pushing me to become the better me every day. And it just shows, you know, when you put in hard work and you don't really care about what anybody else says and be respectful and do what you're supposed to do on the field and off the field, academically and socially, you know, as a friend, I mean, you really can't, really can't, uh, really can't lose, man. And if you do lose, you got to bounce back from it. You can't let it, you can't dwell on it, you know, just keep pushing. Man, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of listeners on the show, subscribers, always want me to ask players who transferred from FBS to FCS, what are the biggest differences? Because you hear some players say there aren't any. Some people say sometimes it's a small adjustment for you, though, personally. What are the biggest differences that you've seen between FBS and FCS football? Uh, Me personally, I really don't see a a huge difference. The only difference as far as, like, football-wise is just, you know – just far as like the money wise, um, that really is the difference for real. Because um, every team I play, there's somebody on that field that could have played FBS for sure, and um, that's really the difference. All it is is just people that you know that are really hungry, especially at the FCS, because they probably could have went FBS and got overlooked. So it's just a lot of you know a lot of people are more mature. You really have to do stuff on your own for real. It's not really like an FBS. They can just hand you anything you need, food or or a smoothie or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
planning wise, like you got to plan that on yourself and you got to be responsible and um, grow up a little faster than, than you need to be. Um, this is, which is why I like the FBS, they get to, you know, they get to help you to that point. So when you leave, you know, you'll be ready. Um, FCS level, you got to be ready as soon as you get here as far as like, you know, living on your own and those expenses and everything. So um, I'll probably say that's the difference for real. Um, the football wise, I feel like the guys, everybody, you know what I'm saying, football is football. Um, yeah, there might be some guys that, you know, but there are some dogs out there in the SCS for sure. There's definitely man, some dogs out there. I'm, I'm glad you said that, man. As an FCS guy, you know, going to the draft process, all, all my friends who don't watch FCS football, I'm like, you're overlooking a lot of guys, I promise. Like, there's some guys at the FCS level, like you said, that could absolutely dog some of the Power 5 players that get – all the hype. And so I'm glad you said that, but man, you guys had a big year, man. Met, you made a little run in the playoffs. You were a first team, all the Americans. So mm -hmm. let's talk about team and personal goals. What are you looking to achieve in the 2022 season? Uh, for the 2022 uh, season, um, obviously, you know, I want to, you know, win a national championship, for, for, you know, my last year. Um, but far as, you know, like the team, I just want to, you know, now being in the, the leadership role that I have now uh, here, you know, I just want to bring everybody, you know, that's new to the to the team and people that haven't really played as much. I just want to bring them up as much as I can so they can be ready and put themselves in the best position for them to make a play as well. Because I feel like me personally, it's too it's too much, um, you know, like knowledge in the game, not to, you know, give people and learn from other people as well. So uh, really, my goal is to keep learning from my peers especially like zones and stuff like that and man's you know different breaks different techniques and just seeing my other my, my other teammates you know just help really push me and just help them try to get better so they can be ready when they go out there and um i really really the stats wise and stuff i really it really don't uh you know i'm not i really like everybody you know every, obviously i gotta go like you know make eight like yeah. tackles like five picks like everybody want to do that but i really don't like sit there and write that up and like you know what i'm saying i don't really i just go out there put my faith in god and and whatever god want me to have that's what i'm gonna have for myself so i really leave that up for him to you know to choose for me as far as like my stats and everything but the goal is to win a natty um help my teammates out you know as far as the leadership roles help them out uh you know get acclimated as fast as they can you know the guys that's playing and um just want to just spread as much energy energy to the whole team uh, including offense, because um the offense is really gonna be crazy this year. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna really be crazy. So it's gonna be really like cool to see um us come together for real with uh, Trevor and Isaiah Lee. Man, absolutely. I mean, y'all's defense last year was one of the best in the FCS, regardless. I mean, mm -hmm. the playoff performance against Eastern Washington, I don't think anybody's held that offense with Eric Barrier under 20 points, especially at yeah. home. In the playoffs, I mean, you guys played a ridiculous game, but I know the senior answer to this question, man. So don't give me the senior answer. Give give me the Benny Sapp answer. What game you. on y'all's twenty twenty two schedule are you looking forward to the most? Um, which game I'm looking forward to the most for real, for real is um, you know, Air Force. Uh, Air Force is a real good. There's a real good team. We actually played them the first week. Um, it's a real. They got a real good team. Um, they're very disciplined, and on top of that. They are fighting for my country, you know, because um I, I'm not really sure what it is as far as Air Force um with after college or you gotta enter the draft as far as like the football and the actual draft like in the army and stuff like that. Um, I'm really looking forward to play them guys and honestly, just, I'm really looking forward to after the game just to shake their hands and tell them I appreciate them 
for like you know stepping up and like taking that that role because a lot of people don't you know necessarily have that bravery to sit there and go at an institution like that and you know and willing to able to you know fight for our country so i really just want to shake their hand and, and tell them thank you for fighting for you know not only me but everybody that walks on the u.s soil man I, i'm not gonna lie man i think we're approaching our 100th interview and i don't think i've ever heard a better answer than that one to that question and Thank having you, to play a service academy man i know all the army navy air force guys definitely yeah. appreciate that and that's going to be a great week one game but looking at your game man just self-evaluating how how is the benny sap i'm talking to now different from freshman year benny sap who walked onto minnesota minnesota's campus as a freshman how has your game evolved over these mm -hmm. years um i definitely feel like my game evolved as far as like me uh mentally first um i feel like i was very like not immature but like i'll, I'll say like immature like on the mind of football because when i first got to minnesota i was playing safety and I never played safety before in my life, so I had to watch Antoine Winfield, who's the Bucks uh, starting safety who made it to the Pro Bowl this year. I really just had to learn from him and just asking him questions, picking his brain, and just watching him do what Antoine do, you know. And um, I just took, you know, took the knowledge that he did and put it into my game. Um, my other teammates, Jordan Howland, Title Nubin, um, Huff. Um, all them boys, everybody, man. Like, I really just learned from them and just, you know, put everything in my arsenal that I already have and learn from them. And hopefully, I'm pretty sure they was learning from me too. Um, that's what really, you know, changed over. And then I'll probably say now, me now, uh, just a lot of, I feel like a lot of experience now because I play, you know, now technically 20 games like on the field, like on defense uh, now. So um, just really just, being in the game uh, really is the difference for me now. Um, just being able to move faster than I was my freshman year because of the, the pre-snap of the play. Um, just learning, studying film, watching film. Uh, you know, um, just learning formations of the offense that they usually run. Uh, really, the film room really changed a lot because um, I really say, yeah, I got faster and all that stuff, but I wouldn't be as fast as I am now on the field if I didn't really watch film. So that's really the credit to the film, for real. It really, you know, changed from now to my freshman year because that, that's like the cheat sheet right there. It definitely is. I mean, just for the step up from high school to college, but I don't think people mm -hmm. understand how much more film you guys watch at the college level. Uh, yeah, compared you watch a to, lot. <laughs> yeah, to the average high school team. So for you, man, looking at the NFL now, which you're going to be headed to very, very soon, which mm -hmm. NFL player do you think you model your game after the most? Um... Honestly, uh, me personally, um, it's kind of crazy to say it and probably cliche to say it. And I'll give another couple names, too. But um, I really think, you know, like being this older now, because my, my father played in the NFL, too. And he played eight years in the NFL. And I was, you know, like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, like 11, I think, was last year. I think I've modeled my game after my dad, for real. Um, it's kind of crazy how, like, really genetics really work. Cause uh, he was showing me some film of him, how he was coming down and hitting people, <laughs> and it's like, damn, like pop, like <laughs> pop, he was on that for real. <laughs> and I understand that now as a 21 year old, you know, man, like, yeah, pop, I see, I see. I, I feel like I'm, I feel like my, especially like with the help of my father, man, like I feel like I'm my dad, but just taller and repolished, and like actually really like, you know, somebody like a real father figure in my life for real. That really helped, uh, you know, model my game. So I'll definitely say my pops. Um, 
I'll say uh, Jamal Adams. I look at I look at him a lot. Um, Harrison Smith. I look at those guys a lot. Uh, Trey Moorhead. You know the post safety. Um, at, uh, not Adams, but uh, what's his name for uh, Jonathan Abram? A uh, real mm-hmm. hard hitting guy. And then you know for the old school stuff, I really look at Ed Reed, uh, Troy Palomalo. To you know how he jumped the snap, how he put his body in the best position. Um, I look at really all those things, just all the best guys, all the NFL greats. I just try to, you know, like watch them and just try to put their attitude and their mental mindset in my game and just let my athletic ability, you know, go over. Man, I like it. And so for you, yeah, I know you play safety, but if you're one-on-one with a wide receiver in any situation, what's the number one mistake a wide receiver can make against you? Uh. Me personally, um, I really got uh, – I'm very, like, you know, strong, especially, like, with my upper body for sure and my lower body. But um, I'll probably say not to, you know, really go on the line too too far. So, you know, like, if they got a chance to – if they got a chance to be on the ball, you know, if, and you can step back a little bit, that will probably be, like, the best bet for them to, you know, to get there, give themselves a better chance to catch the ball. Because um, I, I like to, you know, press a lot and use my hands and my feet. So um, I really say um, definitely, you know, stepping on the ball for real. That can help him out. He <laughs> said, need some cushion because if you're up on me, it's a wrap. I love it. Yeah. And for you, man, I, I know wide receivers and DBs, man. The wide receivers really snitch on y'all on these shows, man. Every time I have a wide <laughs> yeah. receiver on, they say it's always y'all's fault. So for you, how big of a trash talker are you during the game? Uh, during the game? Uh, I might say a little, you know, so a little, little words here and there, you know, but um, my dad always told me uh, don't wake up a dead dog. And um, so really, I really just be chilling, not necessarily dead or anything, but, you know, I just be chilling through the game, you know, locked in, you know, trying to trying to get off the field to get offense the ball as quick as I can. But if somebody talk to me, though, <laughs> it's over with. Then they're going to hear me the whole game because then, you know, they woke up a dead dog. I've been chilling, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, get an offense the ball. But as soon as somebody say something to me, you know, I, you know, hey, all right, man, you're going to have a long day. And then after <laughs> the game, I'm going to find you. We're going we're gonna to laugh about it, shake up, probably going to follow each other, you know, and talk to each other after that because those really be those, those dogs for real that really talk a lot. Um, The guys that can back it up with it as well, the trash talkers that back it up. I mean, those those them legit guys for real. So I really just, you know, just play within the game. If somebody say something to me, all right, I'm on you the whole game now. Every time I see you. And then we're going to talk after the game, you know, chop it up, have fun, you know, after the game, whoever wins, you know, shake it up, you know, because we are football players at the end of the like, you know, at the end of the day. So it's really just all love for real. But yeah, I'm really, I'll probably say a mild trash talker. Somebody say something. But other than that, <laughs> I'm all right, though. I'll just be chilling. I like it. So I always like to ask the first player from each team I have on, man. You're the first guy from Northern Iowa who's on the team right now I've had on here. So who's the biggest trash talker on y'all's team right now? <laughs> oh, oh, that's a good one. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> we got a lot. So, uh, man, I really, really can't name it for I really don't know. <laughs> because, hey, everybody, we, we all be out there barking for real. Uh, especially in practice, man. That's why I like practice so much because, you know, you get to make your, your teammates better, the offense better, and they're going to get you better as well. So um, we really, especially the receiver DBs, we do talk a lot back and forth with each other. And then, you know, we brothers at the end of the, at the, end of the day. We got some guys that's rooming up with each other on offense and defense. So it's all a brotherhood for real. But, um, yeah, a lot of – I'll probably say the receivers and DBs talk the most for sure. <laughs> I like it, man. And so for you, 
mm-hmm. you know, you can give me one on Northern Iowa and and somebody not on y'all's team that y'all had to face in a real game. Who's some of the best offensive players you've ever had to go up against? Um, the best offensive player I ever seen um going against, uh, especially in the FCS level, was definitely Christian Watson. That guy was a literal headache. He was a headache. That's straight up, and I'm I'm really happy for him. You know, putting us on FCS guys on potentially hopping in the first round uh, tomorrow. So mm-hmm. uh, really, just him. He's very explosive. Uh, he's very tall. He's like a a five nine guy, twitch with speed, but he's six four. So like, yeah. he's gaining more ground, and we we like literally like game plan a play that we actually played them this past fall. We game we game plan for this one play. The whole week we practiced it, we did it individually. We got ready for this game. Like we're we in this game. We stopped them, fumble, we got the ball, and then they go into the formation. We know what's about to happen. So like we all talking like, hey, here it comes. Like, you know, like, hey, watch out. Like it's our personnel Detroit. Two tight ends on the ball. Play action shot. He still got it, went 85. And after <laughs> that, I was like, you can't stop that. <laughs> You can't stop. We, we prepared for it, and he still did what he was going to do. So, shout out to Christian for sure. And then uh, on my team, um, we really got a lot of great guys. Um, Isaiah Weston was a great guy. Um, Quan Hampton, uh, Dominic, uh, Dominic uh, Williams, Dom Williams. Uh, every a lot of a lot of great guys, man. Uh, Sam Snay on the O line. We all the O lines dogs. Like uh, yeah, Trevor was the biggest one out the group, but. There's still some dogs there, and I feel like a lot of the guys on O-line really going to step up this year and show that this is a this is a, a program. Like, this is this is not like no blue moon. Like, we really do this, like, especially in the offensive line. Shout out to Coach Klan with, with those guys. But um, there's a lot of great players. But Christian Rawson, though, he was that deal. He was that deal, man. He was that deal. Man, he was. I got to see him at the Senior Bowl, too, man. And there were some scouts there just in the crowd that were like, I don't know who that was, but he was like, he just embarrassed that kid out there and just one-on-one drills. I mean, he dropped somebody with like a slant route, man. I'm talking about yeah. this. He fell straight backwards. I was like, yeah, he's he's different, man. But for you, we yeah. I expect to see you East-West Shrine Games, Senior Bowl, one of these all-star games, and your name called in hope probably next year's NFL draft, man. So for you, if an yeah. NFL franchise asks you what they're going to get in Benny Sapp, what do you tell yeah. them? Um, they're gonna get a guy, you know, that's very energetic. Um, love the game, or very passionate. Um, whatever position, if it's not even at safety, or if it's that corner linebacker, or nickel, whatever position, you know, I'm put into. I'm a, a go full, full, full head of steam on it. And if I make a mistake, I'm gonna make it full, full speed, and uh, be eager to learn from other people and the veterans on the team, and uh, really just a lot of energy, a great energy, a positive energy. Um, I'm going to bring, you know, uh, you know, obviously my athleticism, uh, my, my versatility, uh, but really just mainly my uh, energy. Uh, really, really going to bring that to a franchise and give it everything I got. If it's on special teams, kickoff, wherever they put me at, I'm going to go hard on it. And I love to hear it. And I know this is going to be a big year in the NFL draft for FCS players. And I know your upcoming class is going to be just as deep, man. And I'm excited to hear your name call. But this is all about promoting FCS players, man. Like we talked, I don't feel like a lot of FCS guys get the shine they deserve, man. So appreciate you coming on. But where can they follow 
Where can they follow you on social media? Where can they contact you for NIL deals, man? Any shout outs, anything you want to say to anybody, man? This time is yours. All right, for so, sure. Well, um, for my Instagram, my Instagram name is uh, Benny, uh, B-E-N-Y dot sap, S-A-P-P, and then another dot, and then I'm the third, so just put three eyes after that. Um, my Twitter name is uh, just Benny Sap. Uh, it, it won't be that hard. And then uh, shout out to all my guys, you know, especially my, my guys that's going into the draft this year. Uh, shout out to my boys at Minnesota. Uh, all my boys here, uh, D-Block over here at my apartment, uh, my guys. Uh, shout out to my mom, my dad, my sisters, uh, my brothers. Um, really shout out to all of them because without them, I wouldn't be who I won't be where I'm at right now. So I really appreciate everybody, you know, that, uh, you know, that uh, gave me, you know, viable lessons in life and really didn't really give up on me when it was looking bad for me at a point in time last year uh, before I transferred. So I really appreciate, you know, everybody that, you know, stuck with me and held me down. Man, absolutely. Well, guys, make sure to make sure to go follow Benny on all social media, man. The bigger he gets his platforms, the bigger and better opportunities, deals, man, he can have coming his way. And I promise you're gonna want to stay tuned for what the what this guy is about to do coming coming into the 2022 season and his future in the NFL, man. So for Benny, myself, and the Blue Bloods guys, we are out for right now. <laughs>